The Show Me the Money on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to bet 100 and get 100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.wynnbet. State restrictions apply, you piece of shit. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge. Holy shit, it's a barnyard burner. $500 in cash and prizes up for grabs exclusively on the SGPN app. They got an app. We got an app. Did you guys know about that? Am I allowed to say I really wanted this? Podcast. I'm just a girl from a trailer park who had a podcast. Roxy Sorkin, your father just won the Academy Award. I'm going to have to insist on some respect from your podcast. I just want to thank every podcast I've ever met in my entire life. I'd like to dedicate this podcast to Miles Davis, Robert Mitchum, Shorty Smith, Joe Vitrano, Ray Kramer, Rupert Cross, J.T. Walsh, and Luana Ander. Sorry, no. There's a mistake. Show me the money podcast. You guys want best podcast. This is the show. Uh, I am Nick the Father Turner. I'm Pat the Hat Stango, and we've got a guest. He used to be a host, but then when you when you really make it, you get elevated from host to guest, and that's what happened to Clayton. The speeches king is here with us tonight. Welcome to the show. Episode. Yes, I'm being treated very shabbily. Thank you. All right, guys, we've got a lot to get into. We are recording as the Golden Globes come to a close, as the host of the Golden Globes, Gerard, beloved by me, but not by all. Uh, Who's beloved our way by through all? A four, no five, six-hour Golden Globes. Definitely too long. Someone's mad. You know, guys, above all, this is a, a gambling podcast. Mm-hmm. So, Pat, I want to walk you through, or walk the, the audience through our, our bets because that's how we saw this show. Okay. My yeah. beautiful baby boy is cooing, and I'm like, Lyra, shut him up! I fucking... <laughs> I lost to goddamn Spielberg! Well, the thing is, your beautiful baby boy was upset because Bluey was not nominated tonight, and Coco Melon His name is was Blippy. No- Blippy. Yeah, I'm God sure there's it. also a Bluey out there that he he's a fan of, but but you know none of his favorites, Coco Melon, Peppa Pig, yeah. they were none of them were nominated, so he doesn't give it. Not even Caillou. You're right. Yeah, he doesn't care about these globes, but you care. I care. We had money on this, and uh, do, do we want to go over? Do we want to go over the? Let's go over first? all of them. Let's go over every category. Okay, Let's touch it all. Right. Well. Let's let's go for it. So, uh, I mean, the big ones, let's start with the big ones. And also, when we say every category, mean every movie category. We're not going into television. Every movie category, and we only really care about the ones we bet on. Right. So, best picture, the two best pictures were best film, drama, went to, I think, in a surprise to us, uh, the favorite, the Fablemans, one best picture. So... That yeah. happened, and Best Picture Comedy was Banshees of Inisherin, and uh, not Nick, did you... everything, everywhere, all at once. I I know, and I wonder. I mean, 
I wonder what this is going to mean for the Oscar trajectory of of, uh, these movies because... I'll tell you what tonight was a bad night for. Mm -hmm. Everything, everywhere, all at once. But I'll also tell you the Golden Globes, as the three of us learned last year, Clayton, please back me up. They don't fucking matter. Nope. They don't at all. They don't matter. They don't matter. They're weirdos. The Fablemans is a Trojan horse. That's what that is. This is good. This is good for gamblers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because people are going to say, oh, Fablemans, Fablemans. Put the money on Fablemans. Go ahead and do that. Go ahead and do that. Because it ain't going to yeah. win the Oscar. It ain't going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to probably keep the Fablemans as the betting favorite for the Oscars. You know, it, it's going to help. Because mm-hmm. if Elvis or... Tar, you know, or Top Gun Matter. Basically, if anything else won, I think Fablemans would have been moved out of the favorite spot for the Oscars. But because it won tonight and because Spielberg won director, it probably is going to stay a favorite on those betting lines, even though we know it will not win the Oscar. Yo, also, I think on Saturday, uh, Tar is going to win Best Picture at the Critics' Choice Awards. Okay. Further cementing everything everywhere all at once as a long shot, baby. Yeah. To win the Oscar. Well, let's. We're starting with those two categories. So, Fableman's won Best Picture and uh, Banshee's won Best Picture. So, Nick, did you have money on either of these categories? Did you win money on either Best Picture? Because I did not. Uh, no, I think I had some very early money on Tar. I had ten bucks on Tar. Okay, and it would have like it would have you know to win forty five bucks or whatever. But I knew that going in, um, you know, just checking Gold Derby top users, that it was pretty much like a five way race. Yeah. Everyone there there wasn't any lead. Everyone was roughly the same. I it was had. Insane. I had ten dollars on Banshees like for the best NFC comedy. Yeah. Mm. I had ten bucks on Banshees for best comedy, so I won oh, twenty dollars yeah. on that. So that's what I won. Oh, so we've got a big winner. We've got the speeches king Clayton here, and we're going to go through all these categories and see what speeches may have helped uh, anyone's chances for future awards. So Clayton did. You see anything in the speeches for Best Picture Drama, Spielberg gave a speech, or the producer's speech in Banshee's Winning Best Comedy? Do Anything notable in those speeches? Well, just to give a caveat at the very beginning of this, I don't mm-hmm. want to mention this every single time. The playing off was a disaster, okay? Mm. They messed it that up. It was background music. It ruined the flow of a lot of people's speeches, but here's the thing. You can overcome those things to make a great speech, right? And we'll get into that on certain occasions. But I think for the most part, it screwed people over. Neither of these speeches, especially the Banshees one, was pretty much wallpaper. Spielberg was fine, but we've seen Spielberg do speeches before. He said how he finally was able to tell this story, you know, about how everybody wanted to have sex with his mom. He Mm -hmm. finally was able to do it. That's an interesting sort of Oedipal thing. But I've wanted to have sex with his mom since she was a teenager. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, we. I guess according to Steven Spielberg, we all have. We just mm-hmm. didn't know it until mm-hmm. this movie came out. I'm um, from Dawson's Creek, not something gross. Oh, okay. So anyway, the thing with that is that I think the reason Spielberg was given this award is because the Hollywood Foreign Press is trying to get people back behind the globes. And who is a bigger person than Steven Spielberg? If you give Steven Spielberg an award, he will show up again. That's the thing. If you don't give Spielberg an award, he might not show up next year. So I think the reason he won this award was for the Globes, not for any other reason. So that's why you really can't take into account this win as precipitating anything for the Oscars. Saying that, I think his speech was probably a C. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually think he lost points for being there. Kate wasn't there. Tom Cruise wasn't there. Will Smith, best performance of the year in Emancipation, wasn't Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you were anyone, you were not there. Yeah. Brendan Fraser, not there. I mean, if you, yeah, that's it. If you had something better to do, you're going to win an Oscar. Yeah, there, there's, there is something a little desperate about Spielberg showing up tonight because he knew this would be his best chance to win. And he knew people were watching this on Hulu, a streamer. Yes. Uh, and, Peacock, probably, right? Unless they were Peacock. doing Hulu Live. Yes, Peacock. But Peacock was the home of this, streaming-wise. Well, I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> I was on one of yeah okay Peacock. nick knows okay. he was on some streaming service tonight he and he, he thinks was he was watching the globes he know he, he's pretty sure he's watching the globes tonight um but yeah i i agree there was something classy about i mean let's get into best actress drama was won by Kate blanchett there was pretty much no other possibility that was a slam okay door. that was i mean that was literally pat my mm-hmm. out of six bets i made yeah yeah my only win wow how much did you win on Kate blanchett drama well you know this was the money i i i made off that free play so it's okay. all free money mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so i bet all this on free money uh, 10 bucks i bet real money on the daniels i was sure i was gonna win that mm-hmm but uh, um, for Kate Blanchett, anyway, so for Kate Blanchett, I maxed out, which was like sixty-two bucks. So I came away with eighty-seven fifty from Kate Blanchett. Okay, so that was so I have big... eighty-seven fifty from here down ten, so seventy-seven fifty. I'm up. That's what I'm counting. That's great, and thank you, Kate Blanchett. I did not put any money on her. I think I learned a lesson tonight, which is usually. I don't put any money on the favorites because it's like, what am I going to win? $2 here, $3 here. But I also maxed out on Jamie Lee Curtis and I fucked up. That was a pro. We'll get to supporting actress, but on best actress drama, Kate Blanchett won. She was the heavy favorite. There was no chance she was going to lose. And tonight she did not show up. Unlike Steven Spielberg, she did not show up to receive her golden globe. So Clayton speech is king. Can you rate the speech of Kate Blanchett tonight? Not perfect. showing up. It, it, I mean, perfect. It was the perfect speech. Mm-hmm. It was the perfect mm-hmm. speech for this movie and the perfect mm-hmm. speech for this actress. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I said it 
when we Clayton and I and Nick, we were all separately texting throughout this night. And I said to Clayton early in the night, I said, what is Kate Blanchett even going to say in her speech tonight? What is there to say? Hey, I'm great. And we all know this. And instead she, she topped me, which is she just didn't yeah. say anything. She's like, like, haven't I won a lot of awards? Right. Right. I'm I mean, so English. Probably. Well, she's is powerful. Yes. And she's English. Uh, she's English as we've established. As we've she established. is British. She is British. Um, yeah, that was the perfect speech uh, because she's above the Globes. Spielberg tonight showed he's not. And I think that hurts him for the Oscars. So let's see. So we've covered the two best pictures. Best director was Spielberg. All right. Best actor in a drama. Let's get into it. This is the one that. I've been pushing since we started the show. I've been saying Elvis. I've been saying Austin Butler. And he won it tonight. Austin Butler for Elvis is your best actor in a drama. Nick, I know you're you're kind of upset by this because you don't love the Elvis movie. I forget. You don't love this movie. Well, I mostly don't eat. I don't love eating humble pie. Mm. And I had to. Put a little cream on it. I don't know. I'm not going to eat humble pie when the favorite wins. You know, he was the favorite. He was the fa- he was the favorite here. He was the literal favorite on he was the betting sites favorite. and gold derby. Don't come at me with anything else. This motherfucker was the favorite. Uh, Brendan uh, Fraser, my right. favorite. That's his name. He was not the favorite. Do we think? That and we're gonna get into the speech. So speech is king. I know you are raring to go on this Austin Butler speech, but do we think that that was Elvis? Brendan, do we think he is Elvis? Elvis is him. They have become. Oh, one thank you very much. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. I just want to thank my mother Pris- Priscilla Priscilla. Oh, also my real family. That's that's how you know family. he's a great actor because he can't stop. Yeah. Being the character. And then Colin Farrell was like, oh, and um, I, I would like a round of applause, but it, uh, no one has their fingers. Well, he's playing he's playing Woody Allen in the Woody Allen biopic oh, soon. He so he's uh, got a... I would like to be a, f- a filmmaker still. Yeah. Um, so They're both memorable speeches. See, so you're quoting from them. That's a memorable speech. Well, let, all right, let's get into this Austin Butler speech. So speech is king. This Austin Butler speech, break it down for us. Okay, well, here's the thing. Pat, I know you're higher on this speech than I am. Okay. But we talked about it. We texted about it. I think his SNL monologue was an A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. A+. Plus, but it's not a speech for an award, so it does not count. Was this... he Elvis in the SNL monologue, too? Mm-hmm. He's always oh, yeah. Elvis. He's always Elvis. He's always Elvis. Was he Elvis before the movie, though? No one knows. He was in. He, was he in anything? He was in Once Upon a Time in America was, uh, in Hollywood. He was, he was Tex. Tex. He was Tex. Oh. He rides okay. the With horse. A southern accent, probably. Yes. Yeah. So we don't know what his real accent is. We'll never have to know. He's just always Elvis to us now. Gotcha. So I'm going to say. This was a B-plus speech, but for a purpose, because he did not waste his A-game for the Globes, Mm -hmm. which was smart. 
I, at first, was like, why isn't he talking about his mother? That's where the juice is. That's where the heat is. His mother had passed away. She was the light of his life. Helped him order food when he was too nervous. And now he's a big star and a sex symbol. Great story. He mentions her briefly because he doesn't want to waste the juice. That juice, you can't squeeze that lemon till it's all out before the big awards. So I think a B-plus speech by him is still the right move. But I did like this speech a lot. Yeah, I mean, to me, he hit... He, first of all, he was funny. He did the, he did the great joke when the, the band started playing, trying to play him off. And, and what did he say? You can't, why can't we make it Hound Dog? What was the song he... Uh, you could at he, least play... Uh, what was it? I can't remember. Oh, it was you could have at song. least made it one of my hits. Yeah, he, he mentioned Elvis song. Hey, are we taking care of business or what? He He thanked tom hanks called him his dance partner which i think was a great move because tom hanks is mr hollywood most popular guy you link yourself to tom hanks in the mind of all these awards voters i think that's a a very shrewd move that he made make him and hanks a partnership out there he put himself pat this is great that you're doing this he put himself in big company he thanked tarantino he said he printed out the pulp fiction speech yeah. Uh, I mean, script, I'm sorry, uh, script when he was a kid. He thanked Denzel Washington for giving yes. him a part in The Iceman Cometh. He is putting himself mm. in a collection of icons. That is very important for voters to have yep. in their minds that he is entrenched in Hollywood with big movers and shakers and mm. respected artists like Denzel, like Tarantino. Like okay, guys, like guys, I have, I have one question. Okay, uh, who, which category was first, um, best actor in a drama or best actor in a comedy musical? Uh, Colin Farrell gave a speech first, so mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so did anyone musical. notice that in Colin Farrell's speech, he called Brendan Gleeson an actor he has worked with twice on two, obviously in very important roles for him his like only nominated roles mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um he called brendan gleason his uh dance partner did you pick it's, that up I, that's a that's a great point so basically he's setting up a little tag team match here you know i think austin is- butler was just copying colin farrell talking about a guy he met in one movie Oh wow! Okay, these are the tent poles of his career, Colin Farrell, and also Butler's. Like, yeah, me and Tom Hanks' worst role. So, so we've got, you know, outside of this this show, comedian Nick Turner, and he is accusing Austin Butler of stealing material from Colin Farrell in his accusing. speech. Accusing? I mean, it's right there on the screen. It's a he Carlos Mencia situation. Carlos mm-hmm. Mencia all over. Yeah, again. for sure, because he did it yeah. better. But you know what? He top he topped him because listen, no disrespect. Yeah, he, to that's Brennan Carlos Gleason. Mencia. He topped all the comedians he stole from. And you know what? And he's because of that, he's known as one of the great comedians of all time. So you got Colin Farrell. He's out there saying Brendan Gleeson is my tag team partner, my dance partner. And then an hour later, Austin Butler is saying, "Oh yeah, Brendan Gleeson is nice, but my dance partner." Two-time Oscar winner, most famous Tom actor Hanks. in America, Tom Hanks. America's dad. The the yeah. man called Otto. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Great move. Great move. I mean, Clayton, I think that 
maybe B plus is a good score. I'd put it A because he was doing all of these shrewd moves throughout his speech. Austin Butler was really setting the table to win that Oscar with this speech tonight. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did everything he needed to do. He hit every note. He is in that two-person race with Colin Farrell, who I don't want to give short shrift to his speech. He is a charming guy. He is a funny guy. He is a quick guy. Yeah. I mean, there are several people that did speeches or gave out awards on this on this night that should have hosted this award show because of their level of quickness and skill. Well, right? let's get into best actor in a in a comedy or musical. So, Colin Farrell, he won it. And who were the was who was the other was there any other possible challengers in that category? No, Colin Farrell was minus five hundred going into tonight. So, Nick, did you put any money on Colin Farrell to win? Did you get any? No, easy Colin money on Farrell that? was uh, even worse odds than Pinocchio to win. I mean, mm. it was the single most doinkiest doink. I put money on Kate Blanchett because she was like, at least some money's coming back. Right, mm. right. So let's yeah. let's get into it then with Colin Farrell. He won Best Actor in a Comedy or Musical. Uh, speech is king. I mean, it seems like you do like this Colin Farrell. I think we all do. Is there is there anyone who doesn't like Colin Farrell's speech tonight? I don't like it. Really? All right, Father. Yeah. Let's let's hear about. Hear well, about he's this. not he's not Bill Nye. Oh, so he can go so fuck you, himself. What? I mean, you know what? I thought that through everyone's speeches. So every, every category, you're just like, every this category. human being is not Bill yeah. Nye. Oh, Bill Nye can't win Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy and Musical Television Series. You wow. know, I respect that. I respect that level of crazed fandom. Thanks. Thank but you. speech is king. What do you give this Colin Farrell speech? Austin Butler's a B plus. What is Colin Farrell's speech? I mean, I I think I think he gave. Uh, I would say he's a B plus as well. I'd okay. even maybe put him a minus at this point. Okay. You know, because oh. yeah. from what Nick said, if he did uh, originate the dance partner line, then I have to grade him a little bit higher mm -hmm. than Austin Butler. But I think they're both. Nobody did a terrible job here. Both did what they needed to do to be the front runners here. This is a two-man mm -hmm. race right now. Sorry, mm -hmm. Bill Nighy. Sorry. You're toast. You're toast. I apologize to me because, honestly, I'm the only person with a microphone who's ever been hot on Bill Nighy to win this year. Sorry, Nick. So uh, Bill Nighy is toast. We should do a Viking funeral for my Bill Nighy love and my $30 that I put on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I, I hope Nighy gets the nomination because, again, for someone like him, the nomination is the win. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I love that Colin Farrell speech. He was hilarious. He was charming. He got a lot of material in there quickly. Yes. You know, uh, I, I think talking fast is probably a plus for the Oscar voters because they're going to have those same time limits. So looking at the best actor race overall heading into the Oscars. So coming out of these globes, do we think that. Brendan Fraser has been pushed firmly into third place, or does tonight not matter for him? I'll go to the father, Nick Turner. What do you think? I think to, tonight matters a lot. Mm -hmm. I think that this was one of the categories that they could have made a statement with. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they chose not to is 
a testament to people just won't vote for it. And I mm. saw it this week. Um, and uh, the movie is not fun. The whale. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's not fun. Like being there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not him. Seeing someone in a fat suit like that, it just makes it feel like he's the voice in a cartoon. Yes. And the yes. movie just wasn't serious enough. The, yeah. the characters were dumb as hell. Yeah. He, he can I throw this out here? This is a statement I made when when Clayton and I saw the whale in the movie theater. I did not think Brendan Fraser was good in that movie. And I think that and listen, I don't consider myself a great actor. I haven't acted in a long time. You know, my background is comedy sketches online. But I do think if you put me in that movie, I would have done as good of a job as Brendan Fraser in the whale. That's my take on his performance. And I will say, I think you would have been better, Pat. I just think you would have been better. And I'm yeah. not even being facetious. I'm yeah. not being facetious I know you're at not. all. No, um, you would have, you know, you're, you're obviously one of the greats. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm not even saying I'm one of the greats. I'm just saying I would have been as good... Or better than Brendan yeah, Fraser. No, but. you're right. Like, imagine wearing like 400 pounds of like fat makeup for three months and not crying a few times. Right. You, you can't help but cry and throw up in that. I, do, I don't even know yeah. if any of that was him acting. I'm sure he I was throw up all constantly. the time. I'm not 600 pounds. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I agree. I think as more people see the whale. They're not going to want to vote for it. And I think tonight was a bad night because both of his main competitors won. There wasn't some kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. outsider who got the win, who's then not mm-hmm. going to matter for the Oscars. It was like the two mm-hmm. contenders won. They both gave mm-hmm. great speeches. Brendan Fraser is now moved to third place. Yeah. I mean, I race. think yeah. it is a benefit that he didn't go up there and speak because he is uh, as boring as milk. Uh, he is unsettling to look at. He's fun to think about in the sense of, oh, good for him. He's having a career mm-hmm. again, but he's no Kiwi Kwan. Uh, when you see Kiwi Kwan on stage, yeah. you're energized and you think you can do anything. When you look at Brendan Fraser, you say, oh, my good Lord. Is that where successful people end up? Well, let's. you brought him up, so let's go into it. Best Supporting Actor. In all movies, the winner was not either of the guys from Banshees, so no Brendan Gleeses, no Barry Keoghan. The winner for Best Supporting Actor was Kiwi Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once. And uh, guys, I think we might have our speech of the night, but speech is king. What did you think of Kiwi Kwan? Speech of the night, A++++++. He did everything. He focused on how... When he was a kid, he had great success, and then it went away for a long time, and he didn't sound angry about it. He didn't blame people. He focused on his emotions and how it made him feel and getting the chance to do something like everything, everywhere, all at once. And and the people that he started out with giving a Spielberg a shout-out, I mean, I cried 
Mm. I shed tears. I don't know if there was a dry eye in that house. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an A++ speech. I think he won the Oscar tonight. And he started off the show in spectacular fashion with that speech. It was the first award given out. And I don't know if it was possible to top that. I can't add anything to this. Yeah. The speech of the night, um, it's an all-timer. I think as we head to the Oscars, here's the Kiwi, the Kiwi Kwan dilemma. And it's the same dilemma, I think, that Brad Pitt had in the same category in the 2019 race for the 2020 Oscars, which is Brad Pitt was the favorite. He won the Golden Globes. He won all the precursors. He was giving banger speech after banger speech, self-deprecating, funny. He had his Daily Show writer guys writing him these great speeches. He was charming. And the question was almost, is he saving anything for the Oscars? So I think what Kiwi Kwan is, you just don't want to burn yourself out. So, you know, he's almost got to maybe take a dive at the indie spirits or something like that. You know, save something for the Oscars because this Golden Globe speech was an A+. He's just got to make sure he could at least get to an A for the Oscars because that's a big one. But... I mean, this guy's going to win the Oscar, right? Is there any... He's Golden already. Globes don't matter. They don't matter, but in this case, besides the Globes, I mean, you watch the Hollywood Reporter roundtable, and I defy anybody who spends any time with him at any party to deny him the gold. No, mm-hmm. it's fine. It's just like, this is the... He's the person we've always known, and it's only like... I'm only like annoyed by it because this was the most exciting category for us as prognosticators right. last year. Right, right. He's he's our he's Troy Kotzer, except everyone. He's Troy Kotzer four Kotzer. months early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. There was no Cody Smith McPhee who was the favorite before the Globes. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. So there was gambling, there was Barry Kilgan, but he wasn't getting any awards. He wasn't. No one really believed that one. Yeah. It's, there uh, was a weirdo kid, though. It's uh, we're all happy for Kiwi Kwan, other than we're not really going to be able to make any money off of his career comeback. So, but listen, yeah. it's it's uh, good for him. Good for him. Um, best supporting actress in a movie. The winner was Angela Bassett for Wakanda Forever. So, and this is Nick, when we knew. This is when we knew that these Golden Globes were going to be a little different, mm-hmm. and we were wrong because they were the same. And then almost every, you know, uh, favorite won. You know, most of the categories, but. Uh, uh, no, this was a bummer, as were almost every category I had money on mm-hmm. was a bummer. Um, there were favorites, and she was not one of them. She was the only winner, I think, that wasn't even in the conversation. No, no. I mean, so this category, we did we both have Jamie Lee Curtis as who we thought would win? Maxed her out, hot dog. Maxed her out. Bet U.S., I had money on her. 
I had money on Kerry Condon, and I had money on Dolly De Leon for Triangle of Sadness, and that would have won me a nice little penny there. Um, yeah, all the things that definitely aren't going to happen would have made you a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Kerry Condon, and that would have made me a lot of money. It would have made me 20 bucks. But Kerry Condon or Jamie Lee Curtis were the favorites. Here. Yeah, no, it was done. It was a two woman race. Yeah. So do we think that Angela Bassett winning the Globe tonight does anything for her going forward? No. Zero. No. This is not no. a serious win. This was not a serious award given. Well, really? yeah, I mean, especially the Golden Globes, I mean, every year in one of the ca- acting categories, there's someone who, like, wins that doesn't even get a nomination for Oscar. Like Lady Gaga. Right. There's just, there is a joke win mm-hmm, this time. Mm-hmm. And well, who was uh, the gentleman from Nocturnal Animals, the most famous... It was the most a- famous Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, who was not oh, even yeah. nominated for the Oscar and he won. Right. Michael. A yeah. different a different actor, Michael Shannon, a different actor from his movie mm. was nominated for the Oscar in that category, even sure. though he won the globe for it. Yeah, and then of course there was Pia Zadora back in the And of course Pia Zadora won Best Newcomer and was never nominated <laughs> for an Oscar. So mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to be in the same category as Pia Zadora, but Angela Bassett might be there. I mean, uh, speeches king. We'll go to you to rate the speech. One thing that I will say about Angela Bassett's speech tonight that I, 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 I'm wondering whether it's a good move or a bad move. She really put a lot of emphasis on thanking Marvel. She won for a Marvel movie, Wakanda Forever. She thanked Marvel. She talked about making history as the first actor in a Marvel movie to win uh, an award like this. And on one hand, I think it's a bad move because, you know, Marvel is is sort of the the big evil in Hollywood, or at least it's, you know, it's the thing that's ruining art, blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, Marvel also employs like 80% of Hollywood. Every actor ever has been in a Marvel movie at this point, except Leo. So she's kind of playing both sides in that, ooh, we hate Marvel, but on the other hand, hey, everyone who votes for the Oscars has worked for Marvel at some point. So it's it's I, I, overall, I think that was not a great thing to go all in on the history making of being a Marvel actor. But speech is king. What do you rate this Angela Bassett supporting actress speech? This speech mm-hmm. was terrible. Wow. It is a D- D wow, for Disney. that's the lowest rating I've seen. Wow. Here's the thing. I I almost would give her a C- minus because I don't think she thought she was going to win. Okay. But for the actual, that aside, the actual speech was terrible. Mm-hmm. All the Marvel stuff. Her pulling out her phone. If you have your phone in your hand for your speech, it is not coming from the heart. Mm-hmm. That is an Quinta inauthentic... Brunson speech okay and she was holding her phone like she was playing angry birds she was not holding her phone like she was on her notes app so i don't know what was going on there then Mm -hmm. we cut to her husband in the crowd and he is filming it on his phone no wonder her kid has issues with phone usage okay Mm -hmm. this is a family that needs to talk about screen time the other thing is it was rambling and you're right. Talk too much about Marvel. There is. It went on for too long. 
there was nothing of substance in that speech. And I love Angela, Angela Bassett, and I think she tried to get away with gravitas, uh, just having the gravitas that she brings, and it didn't work. This is a bad speech. And if she had any shot of mm. getting even nominated for an Oscar, let alone winning, she blew it tonight. She blew wow. it. Wow. Wow. They never give you enough napkins in this place. She blew it. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick, anything to add there on this Angela Bassett situation? No, I'm choosing to look past it. Okay. I have too much interest in these real awards, and this is the second year in a row where we have been incredibly disappointed by the results of the Golden Globes. The only reason that we give it su such weight in our lives is because it's the Iowa of the awards mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. Iowa is a worthless state. It's not a harbinger. It's not like uh, the, the, uh, it, it cannot speak for America, yet it is given the first of our voice. Right, and right, right. it's criminal. And so is the new owner of the Golden Globes. Can I tell you a few more things the new owner of the Golden Globes uh, owns? Sure. Breaking news. Okay. You know, uh, uh, he, he owns the Chelsea Soccer Club mm -hmm. over there in Evil. Uh, jolly old England. That's Evil. not anything to do with what I'm saying, even though it is a couple of uh, giant purchases in a single year. And, of course, it's not just him, uh, but it's his uh company whatever um doing it whatever but he's the face of it anyway mm -hmm. uh he owns minority stake in variety which as we all know is like uh it there's some involvement with variety and the golden globes there's a reason they tweet before anybody else Interesting. So they're supposed um, to be covering the globes, yeah. but they are the globes. Yeah. He also owns minority stake in uh, the Beverly Hills Hotel, where the Golden Globes are held each year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He okay. also owns minority stake in A24. Which is nominated for several Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, does he, this guy does he is own any putting together a portfolio. He owns 83% of our show. Oh, that's okay. There we go. You should have led with that one. Yeah, because we yeah. all, I mean, to, so to restate it, we love the Globes and they're the number one award yeah. show. We got to talk Michelle anything? Yo. We got to talk show Michelle Yo. Yo. Oh, she Michelle won. Yo. She that's also right. couldn't pronounce Kiwi Kwan's name, which is a help to everyone, every podcaster out there. It, it really gives a lot of people cover on that. Yeah. So Michelle Yo did win. Best Actress in a Comedy or Musical. So it's her versus Kate Blanchett at the Oscars, which as we all knew would be. Uh, quickly, guys, what did we think of Michelle Yeoh tonight? We'll go to Speeches King first. How'd you like that speech? C. That's a C speech. It was tough. Mm. She was thrown off yeah. by the music. Yeah. She threatened physical harm, which I understand she is a martial artist. It was meant to be tongue-in-cheek, but she was genuinely pissed. Her story of perseverance was blaming other people not how it made her feel it, yeah. actors want the internal thing they don't want she the had the can thing. you believe it of someone who's it was their first big movie yeah mm -hmm. she, she 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 did not 
get you on her side the way I wanted to be on her side. She did not do enough to make me be like, oh, Kate Blanchett, she's boring, she's stoic, she's not going to do it. I mean, if Michelle would have gone and just brought down the house, then we have ourselves a race. I'm worried about her now. I am worried about her after this speech because it did not go off well. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. I thought she... The, the music thing really was the big problem because I think Michelle Yeoh's big strength in going up against Kate Blanchett is Michelle Yeoh is a star and she comes off like a star. She feels yeah. like she's been she's been a star for a long time. Mm-hmm. And when the music starts playing and she's got to threaten to kick him in the face, it does dampen her star power. And then on the other side, Kate Blanchett just she didn't even have to deal with any of this bullshit she didn't show up a lot of times when someone says like fuck that music you know they've earned it but hers was like you know like "Uh uh-uh you got yo now don't even try it and we're like "Uh, prove it if her speech would have been going well she could have had the audience go with her on that like colin farrell elegantly did it uh austin butler elegantly did it um uh so many other people elegantly did it she did it very inelegantly and it's a shame that they put her in that situation but she could have risen to the challenge and she did not all right we gotta do critics choice we gotta transition all right. Well, thank you, Speeches King, for joining us. Thank you, boys. Show. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Bat. WinBet is an active is active in a bunch of states, and who cares what they are? And there are tons of ways to win, including betting money and live betting and same game parlays and listening to me and betting on Jamie Lee Curtis for different award shows. Not this one, definitely. Also, the NFL playoffs are here, and the movie playoffs are also here. We're never mentioned in the. Co- Copy Pat. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, get 100. Limit, limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from. All you got to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you, dog. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and president in state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. That's that a was long a- bit, and I hope people fast forward that. Um... That was incredible. Unlike some of the uh, speeches we saw tonight, Nick did that without use of his phone. That was just all off the top <laughs> of the dome. That's off the dome, dude. Yeah, that was incredible. And yeah. a very uh, sultry reading of the gambling addiction hotline there at the end, which I think will well, be Well, that's good the for sexiest part about gambling, is that people it, are always trying to get your numbers, get your digits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be really good for that hotline. I think that is a way to go to get people to call is uh, sex appeal. Hey, so, Pat. Yes. Pat. Um, yes. I, I want to say the Movie Awards betting schedule uh, spreadsheet is live. You, have, you can okay. find it on the Discord, the Movies and TV section of our SGPN Discord. You can find it on our Patreon. You can find it in the show notes to this and all episodes of this show. Um, and, uh, I want to say right now, Golden Globes betting is done. Hope you got your bets in for shitty people. Next up this Saturday, 
January 15th Critics' Choice Awards. Lines currently available on BetUS. Uh, Independent Spirit Awards on March 4th. Lines currently available on BetUS. And the Academy Awards, Sunday, March 12th. Coming up, buddy. Wow. Two months so, away. So have you gotten your uh, money in? Lines currently available on Bovada, BetUS, Bet Online, and every game. That's four sites already, bud. Wow. It's heating up out there. It's heating yeah. up. Have you gotten money in yet on the Critics' Choice Awards? Have you have you put some some stakes down in the ground? Yeah, I haven't bet a lot of money, but I've um, I bet two tenors. Okay, I got a a tenor on uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Okay, to win Best Picture, and everything, yeah. everywhere, all at once, ten bucks to win Best Ensemble or whatever the category is. So you're going, you think this is the one that the critics love. So the Critics' Choice Awards, let's step back. So now unlike, yeah. you know, the Oscars, which is people in the industry, the Golden Globes, which is foreign journalists that no one really knows who they are, the Critics' Choice is a collection of critics from around the country. So this is, you know, this is an award show that, if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes score of some of these right? movies, it might Why give you an idea. Why wouldn't you just look at the Rotten Tomatoes score and right. think that movie's going to win? Everything, right. everywhere, all at once, 95%, that's going to win. Right, right. That's what you would think. I mean, I think what you have to do is is you got to hit that extra tab on Rotten Tomatoes and go into top critics. Because I don't think all critics are oh, part oh, of the oh, critics' oh, Hold on, buddy. Yeah. I'm just getting word from our producer. Right. The Banshees of Inishirin, yes. 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. So so there you go. So then Banshees should win. You know if why? Going- I bet on everything everywhere all at once, probably because the odds were better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm But also looking- Tar, I think, is really like, it's a real like piece of shit, like um, overeducated choice. To win. Well, yes, it's I think almost it's a, open. It's it's almost like do the critics voting? Do they want to be such caricatures of themselves to give the critics' choice awards to Tar? You know, like you have to do a little psychology when you're you're thinking about these because it's not a football game where it's just like who's bigger, who's stronger. That's a team. This that's is not a win. football game, huh? Huh? And. Oh. With these award shows, you got to get into the psychology of the voters, and I think these critics, the critics, don't want to be so obvious and give their award to Tar. But anyway, let's go category by category. I've got Bet US up right now okay, for great. the Critics Choice Awards. Me too. So, so they have as the top award Best Acting Ensemble, and nominees are Everything Everywhere, Women Talking, Fablemans, Glass Onion. Banshees, Woman King, the favorite is Everything Everywhere. So you have put money on Everything Everywhere. In this mm-hmm. one is um looking at this category, I th- agree that Everything Everywhere is probably going to win. If I'm putting money on this, I'd actually throw down Banshees is plus Fuck a yeah. That's incredible and odds. That's great odds because you look at this is an acting award. 
And Banshees is a movie that is probably going to have three, if not four actors nominated for acting awards. Three max. Yeah, but also, if I bet 10 bucks on Banshees, it completely negates the win I'm going to have on everything everywhere all at once. So I'm letting mm-hmm. it ride, Doc. I, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some money on Banshees there. I'm just going to- Just give probably- it to me. I'll put it. I'll put it on everything, everywhere, all at once, and then I'll have t- twenty bucks, and I'll give half of it to you. There's a lot of ways to go when you're talking about <laughs> getting rid of money. Um, next category here for Critics' Choice this weekend is Best Actor. Nominees are Colin Farrell, Brendan Fraser, Austin Butler, the Man, Bill Nye, then Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Tom Cruise for Top Gun Maverick. Um, Critics' Choice. Yeah. Okay. So critics choice. I mean, I've been loving my Austin Butler. I think he's going to win the Oscar, but I do not think the critics are going to give it to him. He are. Yeah. Is it Colin Farrell? Then Colin Farrell is the favorite. Are you putting putting this on? This is my lock. Max it out. 25 for 25 or whatever the max is. Just hit it. This is going to be Colin Farrell. Mm -hmm. And it's a, this is doubling your money, baby. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, and listen, we all know I'm an Elvis guy, but I wouldn't put money on Butler here. So I think put money on Colin Farrell, even though he's the favorite, just go for it. Um, Best Actress at the Critics' Choice Awards this weekend, Kate Blanchett, Michelle Yeoh, Daniel Deadweiler, Michelle Williams for Fablemans, Margot Robbie Babylon, No Chance, Viola Davis, Woman King, also No Chance. I mean, is it basically... Blanchett versus Yo, as it's going to be for the Oscars. In every uh, every award show coming up, it's Blanchett versus Yo. That's all there is. Yeah. Um, is there any reason to put money here on Michelle Yo, who's plus one twenty five? Yeah, if you get like a bunch of free play money, max both of them out because you're going to get money back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I could see this. Listen, I think Blanchette right now is the favorite to win the Oscar, but the Critics' Choice could get in a real everything everywhere sort of like wave this weekend, possibly. So yeah, I, I actually think Michelle Yeoh is uh, helped by fan votes and critics are going for Kate Blanchett. And they've proven okay. that time and time again. She's uh, got two Best Actress Oscars, I believe. Uh, she knocked it out of the fucking park in an incredible role by an incredible writer-director that we're all fans of. And Mm -hmm. this movie might not have been as fun, but this is just a person at the absolute top of their game. And I do not count Kate Blanchett out for anything going forward. Yeah. I mean, Lydia Tarr is a a all-time character like a daniel plain view from yeah. there will be blood it's you know that type of you'll remember it in 20 years on your deathbed performance so i agree uh, she's gonna win this all right hit us with the next guy adapted screenplay critics choice awards nominees are sarah polly women talking ryan johnson for glass onion the guy who wrote the whale the woman who wrote she said and then the guy who wrote living so which of these movies do you think has taken 
screenplay. The favorite is Sarah Polly Women Talking. Yeah, which is kind of like really falling down on the people giving a shit about it scale. Yeah, and I don't know if critics love this movie. I mean, let me check out real quick on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like this is a movie that hasn't been as beloved by critics as everyone expected it to be. I I have not seen Living. Um, She said is not getting a fucking screenplay award. The Whale is not getting a fucking screenplay award. This is a two-person race as far as I'm concerned. Um, I don't know. She's a big favorite, but I don't know. If you really love Ryan Johnson, you want some fun money. It's only 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, Women Talking. Um, You know, I think that it might not be the worst bet to put the minimum on Ryan Johnson. He's plus 300. And if you got some, yeah, if you got some funny money, otherwise, honestly, I think both of us maybe recommend don't bother with this category. If you're betting on the critic's choice, stay away from screenplay. don't bother with this category. The next category, animated feature, also don't bother with it. I mean, I put 10 bucks funny money on Marcel, and it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. Nobody saw that movie. It's just not a movie. Don't worry about it. Guillermo's on fucking Netflix. It's Pinocchio going forward. Um, Let's see. The next category I talk about is they have a category for best comedy. I didn't realize that. So... The, the best comedy films, it's Everything Everywhere All at Once, Banshees, and then Glass Onion, Triangle of Sadness, Bros, and Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Wow, interesting. So, I mean, it's Everything Everywhere versus Banshees. I mean, and- I guess, but imagine Triangle of Sadness? You don't think that could possibly... For 1200 uh, I mean... It's disjointed. It's, I like that movie a lot, personally, um, but I do think it's Banshees versus everything everywhere. All right, we got two minutes. Let's knock it out. All right. I say go, I would say go everything everywhere on this. I think the critics are going to be into that. Yeah, um, it's not even worth betting on. Let's go down to best director, which is going to come down to Spielberg versus the, the Daniels for everything everywhere. Um, Spielberg's the favorite minus two seventy five. The Daniels are plus two fifty. I would I would definitely bet on the Daniels here. I do not think yeah. Spielberg's gonna win. So uh, this is I do want to say this because I am hot on this movie, um, and it didn't win. The Daniels didn't win writing or directing. Spielberg got it, but it's the Golden Globes, man. Fucking water off a duck's back that is does not matter the daniels because of the wins of both kiwi kwan and michelle yo we are still hot Mm -hmm. and it's the daniels moving forward um and then they so then they have a best picture category which the comedy movies can be eligible for best picture so fucking weird so i guess like animated good or whatever Right, right. They consider comedy like the same as animated. Um, so best picture is all of <laughs> Better your, than musical. All your usual suspects. And so it really is everything everywhere is the favorite. Then the Fablemans, Top Gun Maverick, Tar. Banshees is plus 1,200 here. That is... No. Imagine, imagine going with Top Gun or Avatar at the Critics' Fucking Choice Awards. No, 
that it's there's no way i mean the only one that i i think as an underdog banshees at plus 1200 is so interesting because to me that's mm-hmm. like the co-favorite to win here yeah absolutely i would think absolutely so one of three at least at the moment yeah yeah, it's going to be everything or Fablemans or Banshee. Or Tar, so one of four, I guess. Yeah, I, I would. I, I think of all the stuff we've been talking about, I'm going to put a couple of bucks on Banshees just in the best picture category. That's plus a good idea. Um, I think that's maybe the place to just put your money. That's the under. Uh, Justin Hurwitz, winner of Golden Globes, is up for best score at plus 150. Might be a good way to make just a little bit of money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that's for Babylon. I think that's very possible. God, um, there's a I lot mean, of categories. Kiwi Kwan, of course, is going to win Best Supporting Actor. He's minus three. Angela Bassett plus eight hundred for Best Supporting Actress. Do I dare? I mean, who? Let's end it with Best Supporting Actress. Then it's Kerry Khan and Jamie Lee Curtis, Jesse Buckley, uh, Stephanie Hugh, Janelle Monae, Angela Bassett. Who's going to win this? It really is anyone could win this category at this point. I have no fucking clue, man. This is, you know, anything is as good of a... Honestly, I might stay away from this. It's too crazy. Here's here's what I'm going to throw out there as my... Uh, uh, who this is, this is the shocker that I think could happen at the Critics' Choice. Stephanie Hugh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Best Supporting Actress... I think this category has gotten so wide open that she could win this as a statement from the critics. I'm not even saying bet money on it, though she is plus 800. I'm just saying when we're back here Let's, next week, yeah. I, I am predicting that officially. She will win this category. That's my prediction. Wow. So okay. we'll be back here next week. I it's think, a nice okay. hook for the next episode. I, th- I say J- I say JLC on this category. All right. Okay. So that's our episode. Um, guys, it's so fun. We've hit the thick of it. Um, congrats to the Golden Globes for coming back with a bang. And uh, excited for the Critics' Choice. Pat, um, uh, people should hit us up on the Discord the SGP yes. and Discord, movies and TVs. Um, also on our Patreon, you can get videos and early episodes and uh, whatever info, different spreadsheets that we have that we haven't made public. And um, uh, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Nick's Turners. This is at Past Sango. Pat Stango, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, well, you got there, it. Just... Your name. Anything else you'd like to say? Check out the B.O. Boys podcast. What's the big movie this week? Uh, let's see. We're going to be covering the Megan phenomenon. That movie opened to $30 million opening weekend, talking killer doll. Okay. Well, and, uh, I lost yeah, you. I love her. So I don't know if you're still talking, but that's the end of the show. We'll see you next week. <laughs>